Welcome into Running It Straight here on ECNZ for another Wednesday. Big shout out to everyone watching on YouTube live. You can drop a comment there or you can text us in on double eight double three. We're at finals time. We are at finals time. And uh, if I told you back at the start of the year that Warriors uh, that the Warriors were going to finish inside the top eight, you might have been a little bit surprised. If I told you they were going to finish inside the top four, you probably would have laughed me out of the door. But here we are <laughs> uh, ahead of the first round. Kempe sitting in fourth position with a trip to Penrith on Saturday for game one of the finals. It's, uh, it's a little bit hard to believe when you think back to where we were, you know, even 12 months ago. 12 months ago, 24 months ago. I think when you look at it, after 27 rounds, it probably could have been a little bit better. I think I thought we could have ended up uh, a little bit higher than fourth, and we always said that it would come down later on in the round semi to the uh, back end of the, the competition, especially the last week of the competition where you saw the Roosters jump inside the eight. We wrote them off five weeks ago, yep. um, and they've come in, and, and South Sydney, who we picked at the beginning of the year, in the middle of the year, to be top of the table, finishing top, um, and really threatening uh, Penrith, out of the eight and and nowhere to be seen also, the Cowboys. So it's Mm. been a really interesting 27 rounds under the new format with the Dolphins who no one picked to to actually win a game. Just, you know, I I reckon the the talk of the year, if you're talking about the most improved team, well, it has to be the Dolphins um, coming in under under Wayne Bennett. But, yeah, what a season for the Warriors, finishing fourth up against the Premiers, going for three, um, a three-peat. Uh, this year and looking really, really good after last week's game. I, I was just talking to um, one of the boys about that, getting rid of the Cowboys early because you don't want them inside the eight because they were playing for an eighth position. Mm. And we head to Penrith and uh, under the Blue Mountains trying to get a job done against a team that, uh, listening to Nathan Cleary last night, um, saying that even more so they want this one than in the other two. Interesting. I uh, yeah, it, it, I almost think that the Warriors deserve to have sort of finished in third as well, Kim, because had they played the full-strength team against the Dolphins, I think they'd get the job done. So if not for the rest, they probably even would have finished higher. Um, we're going to catch up with Matty Johns. We, we love catching up with Matty when things get to the business end. So we're going to do that in around about 10 minutes' time. We'll go through the finals games with Matty uh, and get his take on how it might all play out. Kempi and I are going to really dive into uh, the Warriors-Panthers uh, from around about 2.30 and just really get stuck into how this Warriors team breaks down the Penrith Panthers where the key areas are and uh, and how on Saturday at 8pm we might be looking at a Warriors win and it would then be a home prelim final two weeks later which uh, would just be fantastic but uh, just for just until we get to Matty Kempe I wanted to talk just a little bit about how that season did finish up. Uh, teams down the bottom I think when me and you did our ladder predictions uh, Tigers, Dragons um, certainly right, de- right towards the bottom uh, Dolphins weren't far off either some people had them as wooden spooners and then when you look at teams like uh, the Titans uh, the Seagulls, it was that big question if they've got Tommy, if they don't have Tommy they've sort of finished where they've finished uh, the Bulldogs may be a little bit of a surprise I think some of us had them higher this year, we thought maybe they'd be just in, in behind the 8 in sort of a 9 or 10 position if they were to improve under Cameron Serraldo, but not to be Yeah look, I, I think when you look at 19, 11 and 12, the Rabbitohs, the, the Eels, the Cowboys and the Seagulls, a lot of people at the beginning of the year had them inside the 8 100%. So you've got them kicked out out of the eight and obviously pushed down those teams that, uh, you know, no one had really had Canberra there this year. Uh, the Knights have been a massive surprise winning nine in the row. And, of course, the Warriors sitting in third position. I think everyone else 
um, you would have had inside your, your eight there. But, you know, the, the Titans, the Bulldogs, the, the Dragons and the Tigers have been the disappointing teams this season. I think the Titans, the, the amount of money that they've spent up yep. there, uh, getting for feeder on the edge, um, they've signed uh, for, for Samuel again, and and bringing up Kieran Form from Manly to try and stabilise a ship just didn't really eventuate. And and you could be saying the same thing about Canterbury because their bigger off-scene signing and kick out was to shore up that left edge with Matt Burton. Matt Burton, I, I feel, is the most overrated player in the competition. Yep. Uh, does Stephen Crichton go there next year? Does Jerome Luai follow him? That's the that's the big off-field uh, um, off question because apparently he's been offered a, a contract with Penrith that um, is probably 300 grand short of where it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think where the table's ended up, uh, yeah, given the back end of the season, the biggest surprise for me, no rabbits. Like, no South Sydney with the likes of Latrell Mitchell, the perennial chokers when you think about it. They, yeah. They've been there. They were a game away last year from winning it. Um, since they went there, I can't remember the year when Isaac Luke missed it through suspension and Upper Curacao played hooker. Sam Burgess picked up player of the day against Canterbury. They just have been so um, such a disappointment. And I, I think you've got to say under Demetrio this year, finishing ninth, they're the, probably the biggest loser of the year. Yeah, well, when, you, when I put them up against the Eels, I'm not... Totally surprised that the Eels did struggle a little bit. Given I know they were grand finals last year, but they lost four or five guys from their squad. Um, not gutted, but certainly some big names, which I thought may may sort of hinder them this year. I still had them in the eight. But see, for the Rabbitohs, they've they've kept that team together for the best part of three years now. Like they they almost don't lose. They haven't lost anyone really from that team. They still have Damian Cook. They got Cody Walker, Latrell, Campbell, Graham, Alex Johnston. Like these guys haven't moved on. Um, and you know. Sometimes you look at players moving around and say that's why teams struggle. The Rabbitohs don't really have an excuse. Well, well, Demetrio needs to be you know held accountable for letting Adam Reynolds go. You're going to argue that Adam Reynolds has gone up and he's put put the glue back in the the Brisbane side with the young side, mm. the likes of Carrigan, Hass, the likes of you know um, the young young blokes out back, Reese Walsh and so forth. Cobbo, he's brought them together and he's got them you know to the top of the table a week out from the competition and finishing second and looking like a, a grand final. Uh, team and with the Eels, you're right. You know they lost some big players in Reed Marnie. Um, you, you look at the way that Lane played the shears in and out of it. Of course, Papa Lee went to the West Tigers. I've lost a bit of strike there and haven't really kicked on the the, the off-field stuff with Mitchell Moses. Um, two really disappointing sides. But for the Rabbits, given Reynolds, if you go back to the the start of their problems, that's their biggest problem. Mm. You know, Elise is going to be a good player. I guarantee you that. But to get Reynolds when he's Basically showing them, oh, look, I'm still a, I'm still a premiership winning halfback. He could t- actually take the Broncos all the way this year if he does that. Then I'd, I'd say uh, the Rebels will make some changes, mate. Definitely. Uh, as I said, you can text me anytime on double eight double three. You can uh, drop a line on the YouTube channel as well. We will get to those a little bit later on, and very shortly going to catch up with Maddie Johns talk finals and uh, walk through those games. Just before we do get to the break, though, Kempi Penrith wrapping up another minor premiership, their third in a row. Everyone knew and thought Penrith were going to be you know, one of the best teams in the NRL, but I don't know if anyone had them as minor premiers this year, just given some of the players that they did lose and kick out and chorus out, et cetera. Here they are, top of the ladder once again. Do you give that credit to, to Ivan Cleary? Well, I think so. I think you give, it to, you give credit to their development program. This is a legacy club. You know, like if they win three competitions in a row, which is pretty hard to do these days under the salary cap, uh, first time it's been done in 40 years, then you have to take it and say, like, the way that they've built this club and created the legacy and the way that Ivan's been, been able to pull these kids together over the last three years has to go down as one of the greatest achievements achievements ever. Mm. Um, 
Yes, they lost Kikau. Yes, they lost Curacao. But the players that have come in in their place, like who would have thought that Sorensen would be the type of player that he is out on that left edge? I looked at Stephen Crichton, the way that he played last week. Like, he has actually, I reckon in the last month, become the premier centre mm-hmm. of the competition. So he's going to be really hard to stop Saturday night. Um, but for me, Nathan Cleary, Isaiah Yell, they've led that team around the co-captains. Uh, I'll give you my my um, take on where the game's going to be won in a short while. But f- just the, the I guess the solidity of that team being kept and the, and the bulk of it being kept together, yes, they've lost Kikau and Curacao. Uh, has really got them another minor premiership this year. And they are hot favourites mm. to win another one. Mm. I've got to say that. Um, they're paying twenty-one at the moment. The TAB uh, up against the Warriors, who I think at four twenty-five. I think that's a fair indication of where they're at. And based on their team, you know, both teams have come back at full strength, given that they're 5'8". So the sixth position are Co- uh, Cogger and Tamari Martin. Other than that, the, you'd probably say, well, these are the two teams that I pick at the beginning of the year. Yep. So it's a very interesting um, first game for the Warriors. Uh, it's probably the toughest one out of the lot. We're going to talk a lot about it between 2.30 and 3. But we'll take a short break when we come back. Matty Johns is going to join us. Uh, we're going to run through these four games over the weekend, get his take on everything. If you've got any questions, you can text those through or jump on the uh, YouTube live channel. We will be back with Maddie right after this.